A recent focus of my internal work has been how to optimally discern the choice that is right for me when posed with a decision. Like many of us in this modern information age, we can be paralyzed by analysis paralysis to the point where we are spending 45 minutes in the paper towel aisle trying to determine the optimal balance of quality and quantity we can get with looking at the unit price and comparing that to the softness and amount of plies. Oh, man, that's not me. It's a friend of a friend. But when a global movement suddenly springs up around the stock market and the GameStop stock, it provided one situation to provide many people many different lessons. And I'm sure many of us made decisions unconsciously that could have lined our pockets with extra change or further disappointment. Both outcomes, regardless, came with a cost. Using this example as just a reference point, in this episode, we share different and unique energetic perspectives to review and consider when making a decision and ways to continually hone your discernment process. One thing to note is that one of the most critical parts of discernment is to have answered the three questions to help you define your authentic self, which is an episode we released back in November and is numbered episode 73 for those who use platforms with numbers. Whether you go back to the episode and listen before or after, make sure to give that your optimal energy as it creates a personal foundation for you to build off of when relating to how to discern or even what your intentions are based upon. And now with this intro being so long, I just wanted to say we do work off of a value for value exchange in this podcast. So if you do find some value, you do find it improving your life, changing your perspectives, improving your relationships, please do also share your energy back to us through one of many different ways, either sharing the podcast with like-minded people, letting your friends know how it affected you, whether that's just through word of mouth or even making a video testimonial and throwing it up on social media for everybody to see. We're not very choosy here. You can even leave us a review on iTunes, rating us there, following us on all of the platforms, YouTube and Spotify specifically. Or if you choose to give to us monetarily, you can go to our patron page at wise-wise.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N, where we have many different ways and many different perks to provide to you in exchange as a thank you for that. Either way, anyway, we are completely grateful for you even listening and entertaining this perspective as the more people who work on themselves, the better, in my opinion, our lives individually and together will be. And with that, let's journey. Wise with Aaron and Alexander uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness 
conscious communication and emotional responsibility. Welcome, everybody. Alexander here with my wonderful co-host, Aaron Keith. Hello, hello. I'm grateful to be here and grateful to have you guys out there listening. So today we're going to bring up an interesting topic that's been on the forefront with uh, myself and many clients I've been working with. And this is how to um, see when you're being pulled in by whether we want to call it the mass consciousness energy or the majority of the energy, the way people are, are thinking or in fear emotionally. Uh, we've recently had some issues that went on in the stock market that really do a lot of influence onto a lot of people. And the other part of this is knowing how to recognize that pull or that influence. I'll call it an undertow and how you can start taking in information differently when you're being influenced by other people and the undertow of this subtle energy. And the other part of this discussion is going to be around discernment and how to learn to discern maybe where to take a suggestion or from whom to take a suggestion or when. And so these are going to be some of the the major points is is it the right person? Is it the right place? Is it the right time? And is it the right duration? So I think this is going to be an interesting topic that uh, as people get further in this episode, they'll understand it deeper as it continues to kind of present itself and unfold. And, you know, discernment for how we make decisions is definitely something I'm really interested in. And, and we've brought it up uh, in prior episodes getting around it. I think part of it was in one of the most recent episodes that we keep referring to, which is uh, how to understand who you are, what you're about, and what you want to exemplify. And that also has a lot to do with this episode as well. Yeah. So we're going to mention, and there's going to be a small highlight on what's called projectors out there. And this is, once again, one of the philosophy's tools that we use the human design system and the destiny card system to help you find your authentic self and truly understand cosmically how you were designed to operate and be affected by people in the world and how you affect people. And it gives a tremendous amount of information. But with projectors, they're one of the five types of people and they are designed to wait for the invitation. And this is very confusing for a lot of people in understanding what that means. Like, do you just sit around and wait in life? Uh, And that's not the case. You have to at least go to the bus stop and wait for the buses to come by to give you the invitation. So there is still willpower and effort that goes into it. But this is also a general um, discussion with how most anyone can... Uh, manage these situations, but it just has a slight highlight for projectors because this happens to be part of their process uh, and how they operate optimally. So when you are uh, looking to maybe make a decision on investing something, whether that's your time or your money or your energy, and you start talking to people and getting input, you'll find no shortage in our culture in opinions. And normally, if you ask enough people, you will have a very wide range of opinions. And it can be very challenging on, like, what you resonate with. And it's very important 
that the first thing I want to bring up here is that you pay attention to who is bringing the opinion and where they stand on the subject that they are giving the opinion about. And by where they stand, it's what vibration do they carry? Is it a a win-win type of vibration? Is it a conquering type of vibration? Is it peaceful? Is it aggressive? And then be very clear in where you stand on the subject and, and the energy or the intention that you want to have. Because people give information very similarly, but what they actually do is they transfer energy. And so when someone is giving all these different types of opinions, we, it can be very challenging to discern who to listen to. So taking just a few moments to, like if somebody's giving you financial advice, to really try to discern as quickly as possible where this person truly stands, not in just what they represent or what they the airs they put on, but what you can truly see or sense where they stand on that subject. And I think you'll find that many times the majority of people that give harsh opinions don't carry the vibration of whatever the subject they're talking about. It's just stuck in the mental level. And on every episode, we talk about the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual, the five levels. We have to go through all five of these to carry optimal wellness. And so even when we're making a decision to to consciously go through a practice of checking in on all five of those levels is very useful. So I want to bring Aaron back in now to see where, like I know that the discernment thing was like a, an interest of yours when I first brought up this subject. Uh, so how do you see this fitting into the discernment? I definitely resonate with what you're saying because if I get a recommendation from somebody that I know about financial advice, which which I actually did about the the GME stock, you know, what you kind of referenced at the beginning of the episode. I had a friend come to me and explain it to me because I didn't know what was going on. And he sent me a video and he did admit that he didn't know too much about the stock market. And, and I didn't either. I'm familiar with crypto and I know that there are similarities and I get the general gist of it. But it was good for him to admit that. But I think far too often people get confused with their relationship versus like what you were saying, looking at the energy behind behind the subject and what it means to them. Right. Or intention, we can call yeah. that the intention. Yeah. Uh, because I think if somebody trusts this person, then that can override what they may sense. Right, right. And like I'm not – or I'm probably – going to try to be conscious to not take advice from somebody who is like desperate because if they're constantly, if they're the type of person constantly looking for a way to make money, then they're kind of proven that all their other past ways haven't made the money. If they're still trying to seek that out and bring in a desperation type of energy. Yeah. Versus like somebody who may like, like, it, we can all relate to Alexander because he's very wise mm-hmm. in giving advice. He He's not like needing people to take it. Mm. So I think that's a different energy. But if, if you apply that to somebody who is wise in their investments, they're not looking for people to 
go out there and right. invest with them. They're they're very comfortable and content in what they understand and what they know. And part of you know the reason that I wanted to share this today is reflecting on my past and where uh, I did do that. And in the beginning of my studies and my growth, like I wanted to share all the information that I was learning, which is the key phrase, not processing, but what I was learning. And I was doing nothing but pushing people away. And these were friends and family that I authentically wanted to help, but I didn't realize that I didn't carry the wisdom yet. And wisdom is important in sharing information. And our culture has gotten too caught up into not utilizing wisdom, but utilizing information to exchange information. And that comes from education, which is a type of training, which I'm not judging negatively, but wisdom is from a personal experience of having information and having experience. And that brings a whole different vibration. And that's exactly what what this subject is talking about, of when you're having a hard time really knowing who to trust or whether to just trust one person's opinion. Yes, take the personal out of it. You can love them all you want to, but where do they really stand on the subject that you're discussing? How do they exemplify what they are so-called preaching? And I think this can save a lot of people from making poor decisions, from being influenced by somebody like you were saying that they appreciate or or care about or respect when the person's opinion is really coming from their perspective rather than their friends and their best interests perspective. So this is why we need to be careful with opinions because many times most of the opinions are, this is what I would do if I was in your shoes. And that's not normally very useful. It should be, this is what I would suggest you consider since you're in your specific situation with all the variables you're dealing with. I would suggest you look at it like this, and that would probably be very different than how I would approach it. So this is why truly being helpful and useful to people isn't just about giving them information. It is from our perspective here at The Just Philosophy to understand their cosmic makeup to understand what their environment was like, where they were raised, especially from zero to seven, and then to understand your traumas that you've been through. And these are the three main aspects that basically develop a person's so-called opinion. And if we stay focused on the subject and the energy behind the opinion more than the opinion, I think many of you will find much better results. And like you brought up the the educational phase, and I think it is important for everybody to understand that that is part of the journey of getting to, I mean, you went through it. Oh, yes. I definitely went through it, and I can share some of that. But I think I don't want people to get discouraged if they reflect on where they are now and realize that they may be doing that. And because, I mean, it does get... Um, like you build that energy and you, you kind of can see how your perspectives are starting to change and it's exciting and it you want to share yes. it, but you know, not only recognize that in yourself and realize like, okay, I'm in that stage and it may be better if I, if I practice some of this first before sharing it, 
But also, you can also utilize this to look at where you're getting information from and maybe identify if they are in that stage and whether they've practiced some of this first or not. And that you can kind of gauge whether, you know, this is wisdom from them or just information that that they heard that they're just passing along. Yes, and I think that is a good point to bring it up when you're on the other side of not receiving people's opinions, but so urged to give your own. And to just pause and ask yourself why and see that if giving your opinion isn't ego-based somewhere down the line, that you want some approval, that you need recognition or something like that. And I have proven in my own path that the more that you need people to hear you or recognize you, that's an energy that pushes them away. And Rumi has a way to say it that 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 you seek gets further and further away from you. Stop the seeking and just be and let it come to you. And so so that's, that is a common process that people go through, especially, you know, in the beginning of so-called waking up or, or getting a more metaphysical way of approaching life. And many even conspiracy theorists go through this type of stage to where they just want to point out all of the corruption. And many people get locked in this loop because they never get to the stage of truly feeling received because they never let go of that need to be heard and they don't truly go to do the practice to get to a point where, yeah, you don't really need to talk about it because you've experienced every aspect of it. But if somebody asks you a question about it, you're happy to share. It, it's a whole dynamic change that once you go through the wisdom part and the, the true experiencing of that challenge, we will call it, then when you speak of that challenge, it's more than words. There's an experience with it. And right now we're inundated with people with information that hasn't been through the life challenges to just complete the story of the or the explanation of it. So whether you're giving the opinion or receiving the opinion, the discernment is truly, like I said, on that energetic level of what kind of vibe are they putting out? Is it relaxed? Are they bringing it to you relaxed? Or are they overly excited? Or are they fearful? Like what emotion? And that's with you listening that really want to practice this, you know, you want to try to just assess what emotion the person is carrying behind the words. Is there fear there? Is there excitement? And understand that so-called positive emotions are just as confusing and can throw you off course as negative emotions. So don't be fooled by people being positive. Once again, they can be your friend. You can love them. They can be being positive. But the most important thing possibly is truly where they stand energetically on that subject. And this is a a very fine thing, but I think it can be a great tool for all those listeners that are connecting with it. And just a quick example of what you're talking about. I spent some time, I mean, I can look back at it now and laugh at how just uh, oblivious or unconscious I was, but I would go to like my family's house and I would go through their fridge and tell them like what was wrong with, you know, what chemicals were in this and this. And of course, like, I wanted them to be healthier. So there was like that motivation, but I had just gotten into this stuff myself and it was like this big revelation. Like, why don't people know about this? And so like, I need to tell and show people and it was heavily resisted. And I went through a lot of that resistance and it, it actually like kind of 
soured me and my older sister's relationship for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I backed off because I kind of, I don't know whether it was like realizing I'm not making ground or finally realizing how blunt and overwhelming that energy is. And a year or two later, she heard some stories through her friends or through the news about certain things that I had talked about. And she actually came around and started asking me questions. And now we were in full resonation. You know, this is probably seven or eight years later, but it's come full circle around. Uh, We have this tool called justification. And when we hold one good intention, many times we'll just act like that overrides all the other intentions. But For me, I was able to see that I did similar things. I did want to help my family, but at the same time, being the the youngest, I also wanted the recognition, and that's why a big breaking point of this is how honest you can be with yourself and not justify the action, but go, no, really what's behind this is I want to be heard. I want to be recognized, and oh yeah, by the way, I want to help my family as well, Uh, and most people would just stop at that, oh, I just wanted to be helpful, and I'd learned all this stuff. And the difference is is that and why the three questions is so important of who you are, what you're about, and what you exemplify, is that if you truly exemplify what you want to talk about, and you exemplify it first, and then you talk about it, it's way more likely to be received because people will go, oh, I've seen him or her do that. And they seem to be consistent with this. But, and I connect that to almost like a respect thing that many people talk about things before they've exemplified it very much at all. And just for a few days, that's not enough. If you're a 40-year-old person and then yeah, you, you learn some stuff about diet and you go telling everybody about all the bad foods but they haven't seen you for three months or six months or three years, like change your diet, they're not normally interested in just the information because you're not exemplifying it. And I have found in my own experience that one of the most uh, optimal ways to get people to change and shift through information like that is just simply exemplify it till they ask you about it. And when they ask you about it, there's a high percentage that they're truly interested in receiving, but not always. There are fishermen out there and that they fish uh, to just get a debate going. So that's another discernment. And this gets back to the energy that's behind it. And normally it just takes a pause. Like remember with, with any shift in this work, it just starts with a breath, one to three breaths. And... Rather than responding right away, just learning to take that breath gives you that moment to suss out the situation, to feel the energy, to see how calmly they wait on your reply rather than, you know, rushing you. And see, as soon as somebody brings rushing energy to me, the the answer is almost always no. If you're bringing anxiety, whatever you're bringing, even if you're saying, no, this will be exciting, this will be the best time in my life, I'm I'm going, no, that's not what it's showing me. It's showing me that it's going to bring anxiety because that's what you're bringing here to try to make me give an answer. And so it's real simple. The answer is no. And working within those parameters of I see so many people exhaust and waste their energy trying to make decisions and many times they they just go into analysis paralysis and nothing 
gets resolved and it goes into the next day and the next day. So that's why I'm hoping this little episode on discernment and paying attention to who's delivering the suggestion or the opinion or the direction, um, getting past that personality and that personal connection and looking at the energetic aspect. Yeah, and I think another aspect, if you can, is to understand that person's makeup as well, their energetic makeup, whether it's through the destiny cards or the human design. Because I do have the kind of this, or I've seen this happen with my sister, and it's not directly like she was getting a proposition, but I've seen people react to something she was doing or reacting to a question that she had because she is also a fellow three of diamonds like I am. So she's always uh, been creative in the ways that she makes money. She's never held like a, like a full-time job. She's always had like small companies or found other creative ways of doing it. And I think at the time she was looking to invest in another business or the next level of her business and was going to invest like $5,000. And she had asked a question about it on social media. And, and I could see a lot of her friends were reacting to it in a very negative way. And I was able to kind of understand that these people were reacting based on like their life, their fears, but probably not, I mean, obviously not taking into consideration that this is actually part of her design is to do these types of things where these people responding were, you know, probably have the perspective that everybody needs to have this full-time job to support themselves. So there is that aspect to also consider in all this because the person bringing it to you, it may be part of their design. Like for me, not having like a like a full-time job, you know, being creative in the way I, I explore money and that type of thing. And that may be good for me, but sure. I shouldn't, or I should question or take a look at how I recommend the things that I do to other people. Right, right. And that's, that's not a common practice, but it is a very important aspect of the just philosophy and the way that we, you know, approach things here on the Wise Wise podcast and in our daily lives. And, uh, it is, you know, it brings me back to these four statements that uh, attraction happens, love is developed, trust is earned, and respect is given. And so that respect is taking the time to pause and not dump just your view from your experiences only. Uh, and having that extra information of someone's cosmic makeup is very, very useful in how they will process or receive the information. And just, for instance, with the human design, it breaks it down to basically, you know, five ways that people uh, receive and give information. And if you just know just that first aspect, it increases your ability to communicate very greatly. Because you just, with some people, you start with a question, some people open-ended questions, and some people multiple choice. And it just helps if you know how to just make that initial engagement. So so you can't always know this information, but for those like close to you and that you frequent often, it's, uh, it's invaluable. And we, of course, we highly recommend it. Uh, get to know yourself better and those around you and conscious communication grows and intimacy grows. So what's the next level of the discernment if we kind of look at the energy that that person's bringing, maybe their perspective on how they are looking at whatever topic it is? Because like like in my instance with the GME stock, my friend brought it to me. 
he was very he was kind of laughing about it because it was uh kind of like a slap in the face to the man the mm-hmm. hedge the hedge fund companies and he is like an activist uh and uh is always finding creative ways to make money and he was like oh you might you might want to get on the, get in on this and if people have listened to the beginning of this podcast not this episode but of all the episodes i think in the within the range of like episodes three to seven or three to ten, there are some stories that I've shared in my experiences around cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. and this kind of brought that full circle around. And so it's been coming up on four years since I got into that. It was right at it was in March sometime, right. where there was this one community where the idea was if we just all buy this one cryptocurrency and we hold and we don't sell, we'll drive the price up and we'll be able to make money because it gave like something like dividends. We'll be able to make enough money to just live off of and just sell the dividends mm-hmm. and everybody will want it, blah, blah, blah. And you know, after my friend came to me and told me about the Reddit, I did go into the Reddit, just, just read how people were viewing this. And I saw the same energies that I experienced. And I have to say there was some like, I guess maybe there's still something there where I'm like, whoa, you know, like uh, some trauma that has made me like resist that type of energy. Because mm-hmm. I saw people saying the same thing, just hold, never sell. And in my experience, when I went through all that, that was being told from the person who was running the the movement. Mm-hmm. And what it came out to be was all of his buddies sold everything at the top. And they made all this money and a lot of people, I mean, people were selling their beds Mm. and, you know, things that they need because they believed in this cryptocurrency and the movement so much. And I saw the same mentalities in that. And I was like, no, that's that's, the, that's that's the undertow that we're talking about energetically that, you know, if you're not clear in who you are, what you're about and what you exemplify, you can always get pulled into that undertow. But if you clear on those three um, subjects, and it is a very deep subject, then as soon as you start to feel that pull, you like detach. You can still be part of the conversation, but you can just simply go, oh, no, I'm not interested in, you know, in being part of this mass consciousness or this, this movement. And a lot of it with this past one was even promoted as a, a public responsibility even. So they will, they will take as many different angles as they can to try to either elicit guilt or frustration to try to get you on their team. And that's what many people use with their person uh, personalities and their opinions. And so I'm all about being flexible. And we use the analogy of the tree all the time, be firm and planted, but be able to be flexible. And part of the flexibility is being able to listen and accept other people's views, but not buy them not jump on the train just because the the you know the undertow of that uh, movement of that train and the energy behind it is just uh, too much to to resist the the possible gain and this is where many years ago I just chose to look always be willing to look at the cost of something before pursuing it and that is not creating or manifesting something negative to just assess and think of the potential loss. And that became a practice for me personally that when I considered the the cost of something, it helped me to discern whether it was really worth pursuing or not. 
And this is where we also bring in the six priorities. We have an episode uh, that covers this of where you break down your life into, you know, God or a higher, higher power, yourself, your intimate relationships, your kids or parents, siblings, your career and your social life. To put those six things in order, then once again, when something like out of the blue happens, you can run it through the filters of those first three things that's on top. And if you have practiced not fooling yourself and not using justification, you can really have a much clearer view of the cost and reward ratio and how much that if that cost does happen, what that could, how that could affect your relationships around you. So see, the cost is multidimensional, and that's why we always want to see everything from an energetic standpoint, like dropping a pebble in a pond and seeing those ripples. Those ripples are the way that like energy works, and once something is initiated, it sends out ripples, and it has different effects on different people depending on their cosmic makeup, their traumas, and their childhood, basically. So that's what we really enjoy helping people to dissect here and uh, what Aaron and I do our best to share our vulnerability and our growth processes that we've gone through. There's so much there that I want to touch upon, but I do, I do want to bring in some other things right before that. From what I've seen in my cryptocurrency days and what I saw within this movement was, and, and even when people bring something to you, everybody just wants to be part of something and to share it. Mm-hmm. And especially now with with how we're kind of limited to our homes. People just want community. And I think that plays a huge part in it too, where like you were saying, I'm not sure that this, what, you know, that people are necessarily consciously using those things, those tactics Mm -hmm. that you brought up. But I think it's like what they know, maybe through watching TV or something that will peer pressure people into bringing more people into the, community so that they can share it with them or because if somebody got into this this uh, stock movement and they didn't have a friend to talk to through it they're going to want that connection mm-hmm. with somebody close because you know they may be making friends with the people in there but it's always better when you have you know somebody you already know who's side by side with you in the trenches as people might even uh, uh, metaphorically describe what happened they may even call it start calling it a war and sure bring in that those energies yeah i mean like i mean it's very similar to high school i mean these these types of you know the click and what click you're in and what club you're able to say that you're part of and the letterman's jacket and like all of that stuff that is you know still continuing to break down and not work as it has in the past uh and i think that that's part of this representation that rather than some people really seeing things for the way they are, they still see them through the way they want them to be. And just because you want something to be a certain way does not mean that that's the way that it is. And in this work, you know, we we talk to practice non-preference, to learn. That doesn't mean you don't ever have a preference. It simply means that when you get into a point of conflict, that you're able to set your preference to the side and see the issue or the person clearly outside of your preference. Otherwise, you are not seeing it clearly if you have a preference. Clarity can only be seen when there is a willingness to look at the whole picture and not carry a preference to jade the way that you're taking in the information. So 
we all do have places where we carry preferences, but we should all also practice that whatever that preference is, we should be able to step out of it. Or if a decision-making situation comes around, around that situation, you should defer to someone else because it's what's called attached. You're attached to it, and when you're attached, you're not seeing it clearly. And opinions is almost always, very, very often, an attachment to a view. And they want to try to manifest this view to happen, so they want to suck you into their team. So yes, many times it's with good intentions. And that's why, uh, you know, love the saying of good intentions of the death of a wise one. It takes more than just the intention. It does take the follow through. And the follow through is what most people fail. And with move major movements like this and any major movement that's happened in the past, it takes a lot of time. It takes years. From my perception, a, tr- a true seven-year cycle for a complete change to happen. And the majority of our culture is exhausted within three months, and three months is a long time. Most of the time, they're exhausted after three weeks of a subject coming up. And it can be something as massive as someone getting brutally killed in public. And the thing is, is that our culture doesn't carry that determination to truly follow something through like that. So these people that are saying, hold the stocks, hold the stocks, Our culture hasn't proven that we can trust each other that much. So that's why I just suggest to everybody, yeah, be careful of that language. They're trying, anytime someone's trying to talk me into something, I am going to stop listening as soon as possible. Because if somebody has my best interest, they're not going to try to talk me into it. They're going to respect and they're going to learn to get the information into me in a way that can be received. And this is, I bring this back around to the teaching of view everyone through seven or eight year old goggles. Because when you're trying to explain to a young person around six or seven or eight years old, you're very patient optimally and you take the time, you don't talk over their heads. And these are all good, useful uh, practices for communicating with anyone. The way that you would communicate with an eight-year-old, to be slow, crisp, and clear, not talking over their heads, and not trying to talk them into something. So I think that's another great sign for people to pay attention, because many times those that are trying to talk you into things, they, once again, have good intentions, and they're trying to tell you what they really feel is good for you, but really what they're doing is projecting their own issues onto you the majority of the time. Unless somebody can present it in a way that is, it is separated in the verbiage to say, if I was in your shoes, I would handle it like this, but I think due to you and your circumstances, it should be handled differently, and this is what I would suggest just considering. Like, that kind of phrasing is going to make me perk up and realize, okay, you do see a separation between you and me, and anybody that's going to give me a suggestion, that is a prerequisite you must be able to separate you and me. So once again, all you listeners out there, think about the people that are around you and can they really discern and differentiate between their projections and your variables. So this really starts to help to lessen the amount of influence that you're really allowing to give people. And That doesn't mean you have to tell them to be quiet or not give their opinion. The true art is when you affirm in your own way of seeing it, you allow them to play and process whatever they need to, and you don't attach to it. That is optimal service.
and just kind of saying what you just said in a different way, which is something that I wish I would have done in my cryptocurrency days, although I think I had to go through that lesson to really get it uh, just based on my makeup. (laughs) And I know I can work towards not needing to do that, but that is something that... um, it, it, I mean, it obviously worked this time because it, it allowed me to reflect upon that wisdom. But but the the way um, I was going to bring it up was uh, always question your wants. Yes. When I went into crypto, I went in with the intention of making money, investing, mm-hmm. making money. I saw potential there. But when I got into that one cryptocurrency that that person was talking about, it sucked me right in because, you know, I was able to, to kind of uh, see the tactics of the other people, but I still had that want of making money fast. And that is why I was involved in that. And if we don't question that, then we can easily be sucked into something unconsciously and not be aware of why we're doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause if you're not clear in where you're going, any path will take you there and you'll never know that you arrive. So this is why intention is very important uh, while staying away from you know, making plans or um, setting goals. This is different because uh, with intention, you use flexibility. You use the willingness to say, well, right today, I feel like I'm supposed to go in this direction. But at any part of that day, you could get assigned to make a right and you're willing to take that right. You know, this gets into the level of because uh, we bring in that sometimes you need to persevere through certain challenges that show up once you set an intention. So this is part of the art of knowing when you've set a hard intention that is going to be challenging for you to persevere through. Therefore, life is probably going to bring obstacles for you to persevere through. Or are these obstacles being presented to you to help change your course? And that's why I like to share, you know, pay attention to threes. If the energy shifts after three obstacles, then yes, you are more than likely being challenged there. If the energy doesn't shift after three uh, obstacles, you may be being suggested to take a step back, give it a little bit of more time, maybe look at it from a wider view because there may be an adjustment that needs to be happening. And so this is why trust and willpower in that third chakra is so equally important. There are times every day that we need to will through something, and then there's times that we need to trust and pull back. And this is one of the hardest things in discerning, especially the subtle energy world that are run into people that are constantly asking, you know, questions about that and how to uh, get in that balance. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't actually until recently, within the last three months, that I was listening to our Will versus Trust podcast just on like a Saturday night or something. And I was like making dinner or something. And it just, I finally heard what you said. Cause I've heard, I mean, I've listened to these episodes a lot, but I finally heard what you said about, it's not about which one to do, but it's how it, it's affecting you mm-hmm. as to which one you should go forward with, with, with that, whatever, whatever the attention currently is. Right. So, you know, the way I answer it many times when, when people say, well, Alexander, if I have two choices, which one do I know which one to take? And I, the quick answer is whichever one's more challenging is going to bring more reward. So you just make that determination. Do you want the short-term goal or the longer-term goal? And, and I think that 
once again, just knowing that that simple discernment of am I looking for quick um, little bursts of approval or acceptance or am I looking to truly change something long term in myself? And that's that's just, you know, two different approaches. And, and if you're clear in that, it helps with discernment once again, just to to be able to use your intention to be clear that when these obstacles in life come up, you don't have to go through so many variables. And that's what we're we're doing our best here is to provide day actually day in and day out methods to operate through all of this philosophy and that it's not just stuck on the mental level. We've taken a lot of care to break this down to where it does serve all five levels simultaneously and how to work on all five of those levels. And, um, you know, I'm looking more, more and more forward. The majority of our language throughout these first like 80 or so episodes are really the majority around the mental, the emotional and the energetic but we are going to be bringing more of that spiritual flair in a, a very unique way and, you know, looking forward to bringing more of the physical practice in and discussing that as well because uh, all five of these levels are, you know, equally as important. But even talking about like trust or willpower based on like which one you should be currently using, just as an example, uh, there was a time when I was all willpower. I was I was. Uh, I had these goals of things I wanted to achieve. It was going to take money. So I was constantly working. I was working a full-time job and then working uh, contract work at night. And I had I had the energy to do it or the, just the drive. And then at some point, I lost it. And I kind of was trusting that it was just a, whether it was a astrological cycle that I was going through or I just needed time to rest. So I, I trusted that it was time to just allow that to happen, that cycle, allow myself to kind of take a different approach. And I just kept allowing and allowing and allowing. And I found myself kind of in a hole of, of uh, lethargy and not understanding, like, is this still part of, you know, where I'm supposed to be? Or did I trust too much? And it was confusing to me. And so now like, looking back on it, when because i i trusted and i got to a place where it was uncomfortable then that was my clue to possibly look at willpower to get out of that and i had to do that i had to use willpower and i still feel like i'm still climbing out of that hole now where i'm getting back into trying to find more of a balance than mm -hmm. than you know either one one extreme or the other right. but yeah maybe go into that a little bit yeah, and, you know, the balance is key in, in most everything. Um, you know, I happen to feel that truly the only way to know the middle is to visit both extremes. But we can also learn from each other and our, our personal extremes. We don't all have to go to all the extremes. And that's, uh, that willingness to exercise that balance is very uncommon in our culture, once again, because most people are either willful or they're overly trusting, and they don't change a lot through life. You know, that's that's where the self-development and seeking that authentic self, you know, uh, is so useful and so rewarding because when you can get in alignment with your cosmic makeup of how your energy flows through this universe and how you're being supported, to me that just become much more important than what I had been taught that I want. And that's what... 
basically all wants have been taught to you. Like either in things that you grew up for with and got nostalgic about and you still continue or things that you decided you didn't like and in resistance you found an opposite extreme to like. Just to, for everyone to take time to realize and just consider that the majority of your wants have been trained to you rather than you just being very clear in what you truly resonate with and what you don't. And the way that you find this is walking that balance of learning that it's not always willpower is the answer and it's not always trust. Just like it's not always daddy's right and it's not always mama's right. But for that balanced child, that masculine and feminine energy, not the gender, but the energies to be in a somewhat balance is what provides an opportunity for each young person to become their authentic self just being supported in that balance. And unfortunately, our society doesn't provide that balance very much in parenthood because we haven't taken the time to get into these deeper levels outside of the physical and a little bit of the mental. But the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual is still very uh, unknown in our culture. And most people in the spiritual practice, you know, a religion, which once again brings training and dogma for lots of people. But uh, but all of these different ways and types, you know, are here for a reason. And part of the conscious path is learning to choose your, uh, your roles, so to say, that you're saying. And we're able to make better choices when we're more versed in experiencing both sides of the polarity. And once again, this connects to one of our five pillars of polarity over or instead of duality. And polarity is accepting that both of those have to exist, both willpower and trust, and they're equally important. And one's not better than the other and shouldn't try to dominate. And that's a very different view than just the the general view that most people carry. It is a more of a conquering uh, view in our culture, uh, but it is about that that balance. Okay, I wanted to go back now to what where you were talking about the cost and talk more about the ripples of our choices or the the ripples or how something like this uh, would ripple into our lives. Like, so let's say we did invest in the early going and we did make a lot of money. How is this going to change our lives that we may not understand completely? Because from our from our mindset. More money is good. It'll be better. You know? Yeah. yeah. Everything's going <laughs> and to be more better. of anything is probably good. And that's good, a right? very um, uh, misleading, very, very misleading. But once again, our culture has fed that. But yes, with any gain comes a loss and or comes a cost, I like to say, because a cost doesn't have to be a loss. It doesn't have to be anything negative if you're willing to pay it. Just like somebody that wants to work out and have a certain type of body. The cost is sore muscles. That's not necessarily a loss. If the person's just willing to accept that and go, okay, I accept that if I want to have a better physique, I've got, I need to work out and I'm going to go through soreness. So that's what I want to demystify right away, that cost does not mean anything negative, especially if you're willing to pay it. So when you are looking at having a massive gain or shift very quickly, then you're going to incur costs that you've never even considered before. Like, you know, when you live a very frugal life, many people don't come around daily asking you for loans or money or giving sob stories about their sick child or that type of thing. But now all of a sudden, say, you hypothetically have one or two million dollars 
and family that you haven't heard of in 20 years are calling you or contacting you with pity stories to help them out. And you're going to have to go through a whole different set of lessons that you never even considered because you never had that kind of money to give. So that is the beauty of this practice is just practice considering like what would come? Would my best friend treat me different? More than likely, the answer is yes. Because if you change anything on a massive level in life, such as a massive monetary change or a child change or a death or a marriage, any of those major events, they change every aspect of your life for most people, for most people. They don't have to. But that's for the person that's clear in those three questions, who they are, what they're about, and what they're looking to exemplify. And if those three questions include a family unit or developing something with somebody, then that's going to be in resonance. If they decide to stay singularly focused, but they're entering into a relationship, then that's not going to turn out uh, too well, more than likely. So paying attention to what you receive, the willingness of you being willing to pay for it and to see that many gifts have a great cost that most people aren't willing to even consider. And it's just a suggestion to practice that. And once again, not getting anything negative, but just realize that when you do want something, question it. And if it is a large gain or a large change, then just consider the ripples and who all it will affect and possible potential challenges for that. Going from a kid that doesn't get everything to now there's plenty of money in the bank and you just start giving a child everything. Their personality is going to change. Everything's going to change the way they approach things. They'll go from a frugal mentality to an abundant mentality. Some people may say that that's good, but once again, it's going to have its cost. So this is by no means looking at the negative or being pessimistic. It is just willing to look at both the want and the cost of that want. And I think this is what we all thirst to get any teenager to learn. The problem is, is that we're trying to teach a lesson that most of us as parents didn't learn ourselves. We heard the lesson when we were teenagers. Most people didn't listen to it. And then they tell their children the same lesson. But the thing is, is that you never learn the lesson. So you're just sharing words. And I want to bring up like how you make money, if we're talking about money, how you make the money definitely determines how you're going to treat it. Because mm-hmm. I know that, well, maybe I don't know, but if I made a large sum of money, well, actually, you know, let's go back to my past because in crypto, I did, I turned like $10,000 into potentially $500,000. At least that's what it said on the screen. Yeah. And because it was digital and I didn't see it and it wasn't, it, there was a separation between the reality and what it was, what was actually happening. It didn't. I didn't treat it the same because one, it was digital. So there was that boundary for me. Mm-hmm. Separation. And the way you dealt with crypto, it was like, here's this amount of, of crypto. It was never the dollar amount when you actually like, you know, uh, ex, you know, bought one crypto f- with another. Mm-hmm. There was no, so, so there was that separation too. But so I, mean, I guess I can say that because I made that much money at some point, if I would have cashed out, I would have had all that. But because I'm not used to that, I ended up losing it all, you know, just, just holding on, holding on, holding on, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, we can go back to what these people were saying, just holding it. 
until the tax man came around and I had to pay taxes on it. So I had to sell whatever I had left and I, you know, more or less broke even. Mm -hmm. So thank God and grateful that it didn't cost me anything to learn that lesson, but it was a huge lesson for me. And looking back on my destiny cards, I have a seven of diamonds in my 52 day cycle, my Mars cycle. Mm -hmm. So had I looked at that, you know, I would have had a little more insight and a little more guidance as to how this could have played or could be trying to play a role for me in my life. Yeah, because for those listeners, uh, sevens normally bring some type of uh, lesson and it can come out of nowhere. So, and diamonds is normally around money. So this is once again, we don't live our lives by uh, this cosmic map, but we do consult it. It is a, a an energetic opinion that I highly respect, but I don't live my life just strictly by it. And many times there's great usefulness in looking back to learn how to sharpen your those extra sense perceptions. And and so so tools are very, very useful as long as we don't get lost in tools and don't just follow the tools. And that's certainly, uh, we have a very realistic and basic way of how to to bring tools in uh, with this philosophy. Yeah, and my whole point on all that was that if we make a large sum of money after living our lives frugally or, you know, as like a middle class, we assume, because we can only see things from our current perspective, we assume that we are going to treat that money the same way we would and so we would have it for a long period of time. But that's not always the case. And so rarely it, it could go along with like the cost of it. That could be one cost that, you know, we may not be able to know how to handle it and may just, you know, spend it all and, and go into debt. Sure, sure. And, you know, and, and of course, we can keep do- talking deeper and deeper levels of this information, but we we did want to keep it kind of at this um, so-called introduction level and really getting people to see the importance of that energetic uh, level of the field. And that was kind of the, the focus today. And, and we did a little shout out to projectors, too. So all you projectors, we love you out there. But um, anything in wrapping up that you wanted to, to share? No, I think we gave a lot of uh, places to consider in people's perspectives when making a decision. You know, similar, we used the, the GME stock thing because it was uh, a recent event as an example. But obviously, this can apply to really anything in your life, any decision. Uh, we gave many examples for people uh, to consider when trying to discern where to go with their yeah, decision. I think, I think this will be a good place for many people to get some new perspectives in how to approach um, decision-making and discernment and uh, being influenced by other people and situations around them. So um, I hope it serves you all well. All right, everybody, stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny car reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment it's sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.